I'm doing it from, uh, like, not a lazy boy, but like a chair in the living room. Okay. Because the kitchen, I was doing it in the dining room, and we were up late, and it was keeping my wife awake. So I'm trying to find a place further away from the bedroom. Oh. Okay. Understandable. And we're going to get heated, you know. Yeah. Yes. There's big things to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And I just got to find a way to do this uh, comfortably. I guess this will work. (laughs) With the microphone on your stomach. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Welcome to Podjiba, the Podjiba Television Podcast, which is also uh, now a 911 Lone Star podcast um, because. We've all seen the show and we love it. So, congratulations! You're about to hear uh, 60 to 90 minutes about 911 Lone Star, <laughs> starring Rob Lowe and Liv Tyler. Uh, I'm Pajabic. It's <laughs> Pajabic contributor Dan Hamamura with me as always, and back is Pajaba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello. Welcome back, Tori. Thank you. Uh, we missed you. Um, some of us more than others. Dustin didn't really miss you that much. No, but I'm just no. saying. I could, you know, I got that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay. I and, sensed uh, it. And uh, also with us is Pajiba Potentate Dustin Rolls. Potentate. <laughs> potentate means mean? uh, it's like a it's like a monarch. Um, oh, yeah. I like it. Which is about right. So well, I will renounce my title and move to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> what? <With> my bride. <laughs> oh, I today. see. This I is see. a royals thing. Yes. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. One of those. Uh, Celebrity things that I don't know anything about. The news, uh, <laughs> pop culture, current events. Wait, does this mean you're going to give up uh, the public funding that you've been enjoying for yes. so long, Dustin? <laughs> Indeed. Wow. You're gonna have to repay, I'm sure the taxpayers will be happy. You're going to have to repay the funds that were used to renovate your barn. That's right. <laughs> Windsor barn. <laughs> the Windsor stable. Um, we're going to have a bunch of, this week's going to be kind of weird, uh, cause there's like a grab bag of shows that we just wanted to talk about. Um, uh, new Pope. I'm sure this week is so, weird. Well, I'm just saying like, it's not, I don't know. It, it felt like we got into a little bit of a rhythm with, uh, uh, Watchmen where, you know, we were all watching it every week. And so we had kind of something to, to talk about and for it or worse, we had to talk about it every week. Um, yeah. but, uh, this week we've got some random things, but Nine one one Lone Star may be replacing Watchmen. Uh, we'll see, because uh, I mean, it certainly got the chops, the quality chops. All it, it's the, all right, it's all the right. only show that all of us watched. So. Uh, Don't but we'll get scare to all of, our four listeners away. First of all, we have more than four listeners, and second of all, uh, shirtless Rob Lowe talking about a skincare regimen is something that everyone can get behind. Um, yeah. Oh, although that did remind me, did either of you watch uh, football yesterday, or Dustin, did you watch? I guess since Tori, I, I don't think you watched much football. No. Um, I, I sort of... Um, did you see the Rob Lowe news from the football game? No, I didn't. Uh, so he was at the uh, the Niners-Packers uh, 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 game, because um, it was on Fox, and, you know, they, like, give tickets to people who are on Fox shows to be like, hey, look who's here, this random right. celebrity who happens to be promoting our show. Um, and Rob Lowe was there, and he was wearing a hat which had the NFL logo on it <laughs> because he wasn't there to cheer for one team or another. He was oh, there uh-huh. mm-hmm. supporting the NFL. 
because, of course, the first of the two-night premiere event for 911 Lone Star right. was coming on right after, after the game. Yeah. So he was there. <laughs> and like Which is five. why I didn't watch it live, because I would have had to watch the game to figure out when it ended. So I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but do you remember, like, five or six years, Rob Lowe was the guy who broke the news that Peyton Manning was leaving the Colts. He was? Yes. I don't remember I don't that. know how it happened, but he was the guy that, like... New before everybody else. It's probably because they share uh, skincare tips. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, what are the odds that Peyton Manning shows up on Lone Star? Oh God. <laughs> I'm expecting a lot of like. You know, weird... I thought he was going to show up on The Masked Singer. So, wouldn't that give is... it away? Like, wouldn't he be too tall compared well, to other singers? I think some of the costumes are very tall. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy. A guy that. A lot of people thought it was Peyton that ended up being Terry Bradshaw. Oh. <laughs> so it's just, you can tell that it's a quarterback singing, but not beyond that. Well, they that. give, like, hints about oh. who they are, and everybody knew that he was, like, a quarterback. Oh, okay. Um, clearly, I've watched a lot of The Masked Singer. Well, the thing to uh, do with The Masked Singer is, like, you guess who it is, and then you guess, like, the fourth version of that guy, and that's usually who it is. <laughs> I'm um, still not going to watch it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, all of that and more coming up, but first, <laughs> as always, what is everybody drinking? Uh, Tori, we didn't, you weren't here last week, so we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just drinking wine. Oh, okay. I gave up on creativity. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, you know, I had a bottle and it was staring at me and I was going to like some, make some sort of weird, you know, liquor juice uh, and have like a cool story about it. And then I, I was like, that just, juice. <laughs> you know, you just like you, you squeeze some fruit and you put some liquor and some ice uh-huh. and you, you know, uh-huh. and it'll taste terrible. But then I was like, you know, the wine is just there. It's there. Yeah. So. And Dustin, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to berate Tori for, for not having a story. No, no. But I will tell you that I went to Trader Joe's. <laughs> He's got story enough for both of us. Uh, okay, there was like, like, I don't know what was going on, but like there was a whole wall of this wine uh, called Figment. P-H-I, Figment. Um, it's, uh, it was five ninety nine, and it looked terrible. <laughs> and I bought it because it said red wine blend. Which, you know, right there is, like, not really wine. Because, like, when you go to the store and you have kids and you look for juices, you always avoid the juice blend. Okay. Because that just means it's, like, a little bit of just juice and a whole lot of sugar. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that this red wine blend is a little bit of wine and a whole lot of gross. No, it just means they mixed different types of wine mm-hmm. together. Oh, it so it's not, like, the same as juice. It's like all the all the different wines that are all the the dregs at the bottom. They just oh, dump it like into a, one bottle. It's like Wendy's it's chili, like, where they just yeah, take everything of, that's left over and throw it in a pot. Right. Yeah. It's it's leftovers, but you know, because uh, normally like a type of wine would come from a certain type of grape, and this is where they're like, we don't care, whatever grapes. <laughs> but all it's the a red are blend. Two thousand seventeen. So that's something. It's a three year old red wine blend for six dollars. From Trader Joe's. And how is it? Oh, it's not very good. (laughs) It tastes like college. (laughs) Oh. Oh. That's that's not a... And how about you, Dan? 
Uh, I am drinking, uh, for the second week in a row, I went to the fancy beer place down the street mm. and got a fancy beer. Um, it's a dark chestnut ale from a Japanese company called Kurikuro, which is something black. Um, well, did you buy a six-pack or did you buy a peeper? I bought one, uh, one like, tall bottle, so it's like a... Oh. It's like two beers. And um, when you say it's a chestnut beer, is it just the color is chestnut, or is I, it made with chestnuts? It says ale brewed with chestnuts. Ah, um, important distinction. And it is, I don't know, tastes like, like a, like a, like a burnt Guinness. <laughs> is that right? I don't know. <laughs> that's a. I mean, that's pretty dangerous because I thought Guinness already kind of tasted a little mm. burnt. <laughs> It's like a Guinness without, like, you know how Guinness is, like, a little bit sweet? Yeah. This is kind of, like, without the Ugh. sweet part. Oh. Guinness um, is disgusting. Is it? I, uh, I there, was like a, there was, like, a time in my life when I enjoyed Guinness. Have you ever had a cement mixer? What? Isn't that, like, uh, an ice cream thing? That sounds... No, no, no. It's like this, I don't remember what the two shots are. But you get them in, in college or law school or whatever, graduate school, you don't drink too much. <laughs> oh, sorry, law school. We get it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I didn't drink a lot in college. I drink, did all my drinking in law school. So I don't know what the two shots are, but whatever they are, if, when you combine them, they turn into like cement in your mouth, and then it's like you're swallowing a solid. What? Like, like a, this sandy solid, and it's disgusting. That doesn't but sound. Why right. would you do that? Because uh, you're in college. But you could just do like a car bomb. I know. I don't know. This is <laughs> one of those things you do. But anyway, that's what Guinness tastes like. Wait. So the the two the two alcohols mix and then become solid. Well, yeah. This sort of like um, uh, sandy, uh, disgusting. Wow. Second on Google, cement mixer shot. I think I only typed in, like, barely cement. <laughs> what is one um, of the two shots? All right. It's a mix of, oh, God, Bailey's <laughs> Irish cream and lime juice. Oh. Which that's... makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you take the shot of Bailey's, hold it in your mouth, then sip the lime juice. And it curdles, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, Yeah. That sounds gross. It always is disgusting. That's terrible. Why would you do that? You're in law school. <laughs> <laughs> I expected more. No, no, not at all. No. Makes me feel right. good about the, uh, the justice system and lawyers Dum-dum. everywhere. We need to, what I'm realizing is we need to do an episode where we take, we agree on shots ahead of time and we drink shots the whole oh, episode. No. Oh, that oh, would no. not end well. Oh, we no. could sip them. <laughs> right, and if they're gonna, gross, we won't have that many the of them. We're gonna Hot sip shots, <laughs> cement. Um, It'd be fun to be canceled. Literally, the first article that comes up: cement me- mixer, the worst shot ever from the Spruce Eats. <laughs> I'm guessing the answer is yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you know that reminds me of Tori. Is uh, there there are other things in this world that are terrible? Sound that that sound terrible. And then you try them, and then it turns out it wasn't something you should have tried. It was even You should have worse. just let other people experience it. Yeah. Uh, which is what we do with Manifest every <laughs> week. 
Okay, Thanks, I want to talk. Thanks to Dustin who with his loves law degree. The show lo- d- <laughs> right. lo- what... Dustin Rolls Esquire who <laughs> loves the show Manifest uh, and is going to bring us uh, the latest on uh, Manifest mysteries with Dustin's Manifest Corner. First of all, Dustin, uh, we have to follow up from last week. Did you write back to the I did actor? Not. Okay. And the actor is not going to be on until I think the fourth or fifth episode. Okay, so are are you gonna write back? Uh, well, no, to... I'm definitely gonna talk about his character. Okay, Ooh. you know, you know, vaguely, <laughs> in broad terms. You're not just gonna. You're not just gonna write just about that character only. I might, depending on what his character does. I think you should. <laughs> I think it would. Be I really, really have to tell you what happened in this week's episode. Just like oh, there's yes. one plot point that you have to hear. So okay. you guys know the premise. Uh, uh, they go into uh, a plane and the plane goes through a wormhole <laughs> and it comes out five and a half years later. Yep. Right. And everybody has callings, like visions, where they can sort of like predict events that are about to happen. Okay. Yes. And they all have a death date. So if they disappeared for five and a half years, they will die five and a half years hence. All right, so you got that? Mm-hmm. But not from the yes. same thing. All different, hap- like... Right. Okay. We just know that their death date is in five and a half years. Okay. So, the Ben, like one of the guys uh, on the plane, like the main character, he comes back, his wife is like with another guy, Danny, who used to be on Rescue Me. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ben and his wife get back together... Uh, Grace's wife gets pregnant. And there's like that, oh my God, is it Ben or is it Danny's baby? Right. So this week, they're going in to get a test. It's the plane's baby. Wait, it's you're close. <gasps> uh, and before, they're, they're about to like get the test and Grace starts hearing voices say, no, don't take the test. No, don't take the test. <laughs> and she runs out. And, she's, and Ben is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like, kept hearing things and he's like that's a calling so what happened is they they after that they found that out ben was like oh my god it's my baby because they know then that it was his because the callings that he got from the plane and the wormhole are apparently now genetic so they went from his semen (laughs) to her egg the fetus And then the fetus passed on the callings to the mom So and the death date. So now she has the callings and the death date. So she's going to f- die in five and a half years, too. But Ben isn't, or it's, it's more like an STD no, where like, everyone gets it? Everyone, even though she wasn't on the plane, uh, she has it, too, and the baby's going to have it. And the only thing is, the sister, who wasn't on the plane, the other daughter is the only person in the family that doesn't have it, and the whole episode was about how she felt left out because she doesn't have the callings and she's not going to die. <laughs> she, okay, she didn't okay, get wait. plain herpes. <laughs> right. Wait, so, so, the, so it passed genetically to the child. Yes. But then, but then also the mother got it? We, it was to the child and then from the fetus into the mother, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's but just then, science. Right. Okay, I get that. So, how, and how far how, how far along happens. is she at this oh, point? She may be like uh, two months. Okay. So, mm-hmm. 
So I know the people with the calling know that they're going to die in five and a half years because voices that's not schizophrenic tell them that. Right. But, like, what'll happen for anyone who isn't clued in on the fact that these people are all on that plane that disappeared? Like, if a plane's worth of people all die on the same day, like, are people going to catch on that they were connected? Because I'm assuming it's like they all, it's not that they have a death date, it's that they all have the exact same death date, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And what's interesting is that they must not have come up with this death date till the end of last season because earlier in the season, some people from the that flight died, have died already. Oh, so their death date was a lie. So yes. it's not a guarantee that you would die, that you're going to make it to five and a half years. It's just... It's an expiration date. Yeah. You, oh, can, you so, could get yeah. used before then, but you can't be used after then. Mm-hmm. And that expiration date passes from... Uh, father to uh, fetus to mother. Wow. And 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 now okay. So I I get that the I, I, look. I, I want to believe you, and I want to say that the, the <laughs> okay. science the science of this does sound uh, science, reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. But Plausible. how did they how did they decide how did they uh, uh, verify this theory that everything's been passed on, including the death date? Uh, for the other two, or is it just the the well, audience is is inferring that? Well, they think the death date has, but they haven't verified the death date. They've only verified the callings because Grace is experiencing right. callings. Right. Okay. You can't verify a death well, that's date fair. that's like right. five years in the future. Right. 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 Okay. You just gotta wait. Um, Come on, Dan. <laughs> Which means okay, the show's gonna fair. last for like five seasons. <laughs> right. So that's the key: is that this show has now has now basically they they put their foot down and they've said. We're going to be here for another five seasons. <laughs> Unless they do the a time is, jump, I guess. Well, the ratings, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. No one's going to do a time episode, jump. The first episode were not good, but they were also much better than what it was ever in it in the fall. I forget what was on Mondays on the fall. Oh, who knows? On what, Whatever NBC? It was, yeah, it was worse than Manifest. Oh, I don't remember, but it was. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, Bluff City Law, Mondays. Oh, that's 10. right, that's right. You're right. I didn't want to say it. Neither did I. Significantly better. <laughs> but I, it just law. spilled out. You did it. <laughs> I'm. It's my fault. Sorry, guys. So, okay, so next question. So she can uh-huh. hear the voice, but here, so this is my general. When she gives birth to the baby, will the baby take the calling with it? And maybe it maybe mm. it's just she's hearing the echoes of uh-huh. it because she's like the system, or has right. she properly <laughs> developed not, the yeah. STD herself? <laughs> we don't. I guess we'll have to wait and find we'll have out. to wait and find out. Yeah. yeah. Was that but the Dan, only uh, the only Danny story from line? Rescue Me? I guess is probably off the show now. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the upside. Uh. <laughs> I like that you keep referring to him as uh, from Rescue Me. Well, that's what I remember him from. I remember from that. And uh, he was on Love Monkey on CBS. The what? Oh, wait. Was that the other show with Ed? Uh, That was the show with Tom Cavanaugh. uh, Yeah, with Ed. So so this, Tori, you never watched the show? It it was canceled very quickly. Love Monkey? No, somehow I missed it. It it was called Love Monkey. (laughs) It was about, it was just about guys in New York who were like, you know, buds and like trying to live their life you know and they're all like in their 30s and some of them are married and some of them aren't and they're just trying to trying to trying to make their way in the big city 
Uh, where did Tom, the monkey come in? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's based on a book. But uh, Tom Cavanaugh was the lead. He was an A&R rep for a music label. Oh, um, that's right. And uh, his his friends included uh, uh, Jason Priestley. Um, wow. One the, of the guys from the, Wings, maybe? Uh, no, no. Stephen Weber? Will and Grace. No. Will and Grace guy, right? Eric McCormick? Or was that the other Tom Cavanaugh show? No, that's the other Tom Cavanaugh show. That's oh, the one on yeah. TNT. Uh, where they they were an ad agency. Oh yeah, ad agency. Wait, and you guys keep talking about Tom Cavanaugh, but none of you have mentioned The Flash, where he's uh, played like fifty characters. Right, and I right. watched the first season of The Flash specifically because of Tom Cavanaugh. So you didn't even make it to where they had the Council of Wells, well, where he played like fifty other characters. Wait, Wait Wells like like, evil? like a like a water well. No, like no, no. His up. character was named Harrison Wells. Oh. And so they, they introduced the multi... Like, there's a Harrison Wells on all these different Earths of the multiverse. And uh-huh. all of them oh, form yeah, a yeah. council of Wells where they, like... I don't know, yell at each other mostly. It just they, sounds like Rick and Morty. Like, did they just... Rick and uh, Morty, I'm pretty me? sure, ripped it up. Well, it's, it's originally a thing from um, the comics, but from... Because I, I think it's, like, uh, a Fantastic Four thing. Like, I think there was a council of Reed Richards... From different, oh, okay. so it's like a comic book thing right. that then the that Flash TV show stole, and then Rick and Morty stole it, and yeah, it's you been. Know, I done. wasn't interested in the Flash, <laughs> but I was super interested in like a Jesse L. Martin Tom Cavanaugh spinoff. They're the best parts. Get, yeah, those are. I love both of those guys, but you know it wasn't enough. Yeah, <laughs> a musical spinoff. Oh. Me me. Sorry. It would have been good. I don't know what happened there, but it was magical when Dustin Wait, Love sang, Monkey. Uh, <laughs> Love Monkey, yeah. It was just a... Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> the the guy from Rescue Me was in it as kind of like a... He's kind of like a like an antagonist for uh, Tom Cavanaugh because Tom Cavanaugh was kind of interested in this, uh, this uh, woman who they worked with. Um, and uh, Eric Bogosian was the bad guy. And that's kind of it. Um, okay, so you're definitely not talking about Dennis Leary. Oh, I'm definitely not talking about Dennis Leary. Because I was like, I feel like you guys would just say Dennis Leary. <laughs> but then you kept saying rescue me. No, it's uh, Daniel like, Sunjata. I don't know if I'm oh. saying his name right. But... Yeah. Oh. Whatever well, I feel people like... say Eric Bogosian now, I think of this guy I saw on Twitter the other day. That was His name was Peter Boghossian, and I thought it was a satire of Eric Bogosian. But it's <laughs> an actual person. He's an American philosopher. Peter Boghossian. Ooh. Well, I was thinking about you guys because, um, so, I know, Dustin, you watch Prodigal Son. I did. Okay. So, you know the guy who's now playing, like, the new serial killer on it? Junkyard killer? I didn't watch that for it. Okay. Well, so, he's a character, so he's an actor that I know you probably would recognize immediately because you'd, pre- but I, like, I feel like the show, he's one of those guys that you never remember his name, but you always know a show he was on. And for you, I believe, you would probably say Terriers. Oh, uh, which guy from Terriers? It's, it's not, so, wait, it's not can I guess Logue. or is Dustin going to guess? Yeah, no, you can guess too. Oh, is it Donald? It's not Donald Logue. No, it's the other one. Oh, okay. It's the other guy. Oh, that guy. What is his name? Guy. Michael Raymond James. Yes. Yes. But okay, so most people <laughs> say to immediately see him and go terriers. Right. I'm the person who sees him and just kind of goes, "Oh, True Blood season one," no. <laughs> and like no matter what show he's in, I'm always like True Blood season one. 
Um, which, Is he a fixture on Prod- Prodigal Son? Well, he, he has been for these few episodes because he's the oh. junkyard killer. Shit. Maybe I have to go back. It's hard to tell, though, because he's, he's older and he's under a big beard. Uh. It took me a while to figure it out. I was like, why do you look... Why am I so weirdly attracted to you? And then I was like, oh, you're the dude from True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> from Terriers. And then, yeah. And then I was like, nobody... If I, I say that on the podcast, they won't get it. I have to bring up Terriers. Right. <laughs> And then I was like, do we know any other shows he's been in? No. I think I saw him in something, and then I was like, oh, it's the guy from Terriers, and I didn't remember his name, and now I want to know what that was. Oh, well, Um, I'm on his uh, IMDb page, and Dustin should feel ashamed, because apparently he did a couple of episodes of The Walking Dead. He did? Oh. Oh, yeah. That's not where I would have remembered him. No, nobody would. Dustin would. Yeah. To be fair, it was in 2012. Still, oh, two. Oh, he was like one, two, and it was Dave uncredited. I He was barely in there. No, he he was credited in the next episode. Yeah, but wow. But one episode, he must have just got killed off real quick. Isn't that what happens to everyone on that show? Well, no. Most people come <laughs> around for a few years, and then they get killed <laughs> off. you got to develop, you got to invest in them. Huh. huh. You know what's weird? I don't uh, see anything that I would recognize him from. Um, no. I mean, I, I mean, at least not post-Terriers. Like, there are shows that he was in, like, one episode before oh, Terriers. I've right. Seen. I haven't watched seen Billions. Billions, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, good for him. Glad yeah. that, that he's killing he's people on Prodigal Son. Yeah. I so, love that job. show. Uh, we've got so much more television to talk about. Oh my god, <laughs> we're, we're way behind. But we're going to start Tom with more Tom Cavanaugh shows. <laughs> uh, we're going to we're going to talk about more Tom Cavanaugh and more Nine One One Lone Star in a bit. But uh, we'll briefly go through some of the other shows that we're excited about. And Tori is very excited about <sighs> the new Pope. Oh my god, yeah. why are you already sighing? Because are you not excited about this? <laughs> I didn't watch the I first didn't even get, one. Yeah, we didn't even care about the old Pope. I didn't Wait, watch. No. no, that was the young pope. It was oh. the young. Get it right. The old young pope. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I knew Dustin didn't like it because it's too much like Twin Peaks. But Dan, did you? Right. Were you just uninterested? Or? I just, I just saw, uh, I saw trailers and I knew it wasn't. Um, it was too sexy. It was too sexy for me. Yeah. I like my shows really uh, frigid and you know um, demure. Demure and yeah. very, you know, I, I like the, I like it when, when my shows are about everything else but the sex and the sex is like under the surface, but like way under the surface, like there are like several layers of clothes, like in Mystery Alaska, you know, like before the, I mean, yeah. I don't know how many more layers of clothes you can get other than like the Pope's voluminous robes. <laughs> right. But the other Pope is like, uh, I don't know, on a beach or something, right? No, no, no. It's the same. Okay. All right, I gotta stop here. It's so confusing because there's the new pope, the young pope, and the two popes. Okay, no, so the two popes is, I mean, I'm sure it's great, but like, ignore that. Yeah, that's a that's a movie. So the new pope is a show that has the young pope in it and another pope, which, granted, would add up to two popes (laughs) if we were doing math, but we're not. We're using entirely other descriptives. So. Um, and only one episode. The other episode is airing, like, right now. So um, I don't know what happens. Ignore me. Uh, so in The New Pope, which is not a second season, it is a sequel to The Young Pope. 
the young pope is in a coma. Jesus Christ. And they're looking for a new pope. (laughs) 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 Dustin, I don't know what your problem is. Um, Jude Law is in a coma. Jude Law is in a coma. So if you didn't like Jude Law in The Young Pope, then you're garbage. But um, (laughs) you should try The New Pope because he's barely in it. Um, Mostly it's dream sequences, hence the naked on a beach part, which hasn't happened in the show, but has happened in a trailer and happens frequently in my mind since I watched the trailer. (laughs) Um, So the first episode aired and it was about them looking for uh, the, the Cardinals convening to try and select a new Pope since they don't really know what to do now that their current, the, the old young Pope (laughs) is in a coma, (laughs) who I should also mention is probably a saint. So there's a lot of stuff about religion. Jude Law is a saint. Yeah, so Jude Law actually performs miracles and is also, like, not a great person. Oh, wait, is Jude Law, mm-hmm. is, wait, wait, is a saint uh, better or worse than a pope? I mean... I mean, is that, where is that on the hierarchy? It's, so I'm pretty sure he became pope because there was, he was suspected of performing miracles, and they were okay. like, oh, he's really hot, and he performs miracles. This will be great for the Catholic Church, because <laughs> oh, everyone hates okay. us. And then they, that's how they voted him to become Pope, and they thought they could manipulate him, and then they realized that once he became Pope, he decided to be, like, super conservative. Um, oh, he did? Yeah, so that's the whole thing in the first... Yeah, the whole, like, the whole interesting thing about the young Pope is that, like, the church tried to use him to improve their image, and he went, like, super conservative. Hmm. But it, it was all, it was pure hypocrisy. Like, he, he didn't believe anything he was spouting. He just kind of, like, but he also genuinely performed miracles. So are these the same, like, cardinals and stuff that selected this yes, guy? Yes, so he's in a coma. The, all the people you, you met in the first season, the other yeah, yeah. kind of players in the Vatican are back, and one, and one of them, who is the Secretary of State of the Vatican, um, a, name, a guy named Voyello, is, he's arguably, like, the real star of the show, and so it's him kind of uh, manipulating the situation. First, he wants to be the Pope. He realizes he doesn't have enough votes, so he finagles another character into picking up the straggling votes, and it's a character he thinks he can control. That guy goes total... Um, Francis of Assisi once he becomes Pope and like makes all the cardinals give away their jewels, is trying to sell off all of the church's um, artwork and valuables to donate to charity. He's inviting refugees in to seek sanctuary in, in the Vatican. So Voyello has him killed. Um, and sometime, oh. probably this episode, the new Pope will be John Malkovich, who you haven't actually met on the show yet. Oh, um, okay. But there's another weird, funny thing where the the actor who plays Voyello also played the guy who was beating him in the votes, who was another cardinal named Hernandez, who looked exactly like him, except he wore different glasses. And everyone cracked jokes the whole time about how, like, they looked a lot alike and they, like, hated each other. And I don't know why, but it just really delighted me. So, like, the Catholic Church is the mafia now. Yeah, it is straight up. It's like a workplace. It's a workplace drama. If your workplace was the it's mafia, like Sopranos yeah. Church. It really is. Okay, all right, I'm with you. But yeah, then there's a kangaroo. Like, oh no, the kangaroo was last season. Uh, oh, okay. It died. Oh, well, that's. Oh, oh, it was a real kangaroo. It wasn't like a hallucination. No, it was. It was uh, Australia gave the Pope a, ca- a kangaroo. 
Yeah. And it died. In in the in the garden. Happens. <laughs> they okay. didn't know what to do with the kangaroo. I think it was a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I no, love that, that, this show. That sounds like just something that just happens, right? You just, yeah. You, sometimes you get a kangaroo and you don't know what to do with it. Um, but I, the real important thing to understand is that the very first scene of the first episode of The New Pope is Jude Law getting a sponge bath from a nun who gets so heated she has to go lie down and masturbate next to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what channel is this on? HBO, <laughs> it's HBO. <laughs> it's a co-production with like Sky and Canal, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Canal Plus. All right, all right. Yeah, it just it's sounds very more like a European. Cinemax show. Huh? It sounds more like a Cinemax show. <laughs> no, it's about the church. Well, sure. <laughs> How dare you? So the problem is that Cinemax, their brand, uh, although they're no longer doing originals, their their brand was action. So Dustin, what you're referencing is Skinemax. The yeah, late well, night yeah, well, Cinemax yeah, brand. Sure. And to be fair, this was a very artful masturbation. You don't see enough. Like, it's, or you could just argue she was laying down to take a nap. <laughs> the, the panting was very artfully done, and, and it was very, you could have construed it as something else. I'm, I'm injecting my filthy thoughts into saying oh, that she was Oh, I see. So it's, it was your interpretation of it. It was my interpretation was, right. of her pants. Okay. Panting. <laughs> she wasn't wearing pants. Um... <laughs> Anyway, I'm real happy this show is back. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about the new Pope. And that's the new Pope. Tori, Love it. Tori gives it big thumbs up. Um, uh, before we go on to the other shows, Tori, I realized we didn't actually set up the game. Um, yes. And so we probably need to do that. Okay. So, uh, um, yeah. So let me, we're doing a game. This kind of, it was a last minute change of plans on our end, but in light of, uh, in celebration of nine one one Lone Star, <laughs> we decided yes. to make it a theme and our game this week will be, um, name that character. And I, I literally, I'm going to be asking Dan and Dustin to give me the character name based on a brief description. Right. Um, it is a test of not only their memories, but also how well, 911 Lone Star, uh, how, how good a job it did in establishing who these people are. So to preface, um, I'm going to take a moment now and read off the actors and the name of the character they play with a brief description. So everyone, so if you missed it in the episode, you have all of the information. I'm going to give it to you right now. I'm giving <laughs> you the cheat sheet. Right. All you have to do is remember it. Hashtag Dustin Cheats. Right. <laughs> Don't write it down, Dustin. <laughs> Don't write it down, Dustin. Okay, right, so really quick. Rob Lowe is the star. He uh-huh. plays the captain of uh, the fire station. Oh, this is uh, he words. worked yeah, in New York. He moves to Austin to uh, fix up their, their, their firehouse, and his name is Captain Owen Strand. Owen Strand. Okay. Owen Strand. So his son is a very attractive uh, gentleman. Um, he is a gay former drug addict fireman and is part of the reason that uh, Owen moves to Austin Austin to give his son a fresh start because he Mm -hmm. has a broken heart. Um, His character name is T.K. Strand, and he's performed by an actor named Ronan Rubenstein. Uh, Liv Tyler is the co-lead on the show. She is the medical captain. Um, So if... Rob Lowe is the fire 
department captain. She leads the EMS team. Um, and her character name is Michelle Blake. Captain Michelle Blake. Okay. All right. So, uh, Jim Perrick plays a uh, fireman by the name of Judd Ryder. He is the guy that you probably <laughs> recognize <laughs> as Hoyt from True Blood. Hello. No. Um, yes, no. I definitely recognize him from True yeah. Blood. Uh, all of my notes on the show, he's just called Hoyt. Um, <laughs> so his name is Judd, and he was the... Basically, there was an emergency that... that <laughs> there was a manure fire that kills the entire fire department except for his character. Mm-hmm. So he is the lone survivor, and he is rehired when Rob Lowe goes to Austin to restart the department. Uh, his wife is a character named Grace Ryder, and she is played by Sierra Alina McLean. Um, she is the 911 dispatcher. Mm-hmm. The Jennifer Love Hewitt character. Correct. Uh, then we've got Marjan Marwani. She is a new recruit uh, from Miami. She is a Muslim woman played by Natasha Karam. Uh, so she is recruited by Owen to move to Austin to help because um, one of his directives with, uh, to, with restarting this firehouse that, again, was decimated by a manure explosion uh, is to not just restart it, but also create a more diverse fire department. So he reaches out to, she was a viral, uh, kind of viral star out of Miami. She just, (laughs) she's fearless (laughs) when it comes to saving people's lives. Right. Um, Then he also recruits uh, a character named Paul Strickland from Chicago. Uh, Paul is played by Brian Michael Smith. Um, and the character is a trans man, like I said, from Chicago. Uh, and he's sort of like the Sherlock Holmes of the department. He always, he can follow the clues. He's, he basically should be a cop, okay. <laughs> but he, but he's a first okay. responder. Okay. Um, and then there's and Raphael. And he moisturizes. And he moisturizes. Oh, you know these people. Okay. <laughs> so remember the name. So that's Paul Strickland. Uh, then we've got a character named Carlos Reyes. He is a cop who uh-huh. is uh, friends with Michelle Blake. Um, and he's played by Rafael Silva. And we have he final character. behind huh? the door handles. No. 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 Wrong guy. Nope. That's Mateo. That's offensive, Sorry. Dustin. The, that's the, this is the last <laughs> character I'm going to give you. Mateo uh, Chavez. Is played by uh, Julian Works, and he is the final uh, recruit to Owen's team. Um, he was already based in Austin, but the uh, department chief he kept basically he would pass all of the the field work tests, but fail all of the written tests. So they wouldn't make him a fireman, and he was he was given the job yeah. of just literally cleaning the chief's car. I, I and, don't really understand how they. Rob Lowe was just like, fuck it, we're just going to make you a firefighter anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, you're not dumb. You're meticulous. Come join right. my team. So those are the you main characters. The okay. And I hope you paid attention to all of their names. <laughs> all right. So they're going to come back when we play our game in a little bit. Right. Um, but, uh, and I'm, I, 
I did not write them down. Dustin, I'm assuming, did not. not write them down, trusting that Dustin is not cheating. Hashtag Dustin cheats. Uh, but before we get to that, um, I don't have a good segue, but uh, Dustin wanted to talk about sex education. Oh, the show, mention, not like the topic. Sex well, education. Well, yeah. Briefly, it's a wonderful, amazing, it was my favorite uh, new show on Netflix last year. Um, it stars Gillian Anderson and Asa Butterfield and um, Emma McKay, who looks a lot like Margot Robbie, only younger. It's uh, brilliant. It's funny. It's heartfelt. The first season was magical. The second season premiered on Friday. It is also equally magical, and I love it, and you should watch it. And that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no questions because I haven't seen it. I it's have got Gillian no Anderson. That's really all you need to know. Yeah. That's really all you need to know. She plays a sex therapist. So all she does is talk about sex. But it's a... Does she just talk about it with... Isn't it her kid? Like her son? Okay, so yeah, okay. She plays a sex therapist. Her son goes to school. uh, And he's like a dweeby sort of dorky guy who's in love with the cool, awesome girl that looks like Margot Robbie. Uh, And... A lot of people at the school have problems with their sex lives, so he ends up becoming, like, their sex therapist based on his knowledge of from his mother. Even though he's very bad at sex himself, he ends up becoming a therapist for the rest of the school. That sounds adorable. Okay. It's really, it's just so, so wonderful. And just... Oh, there's this. Oh, the music is the music is so good, and and Ezra Furman is like she is. Oh, holy shit! You gotta you gotta watch it. <laughs> I love the show so much. <sighs> okay, fine, we'll watch it. Or I mean, I, I, I I'm not gonna speak for Tori, but I'll I'll watch you know an episode. Oh, Dan, you would love it. It's a comedy. Oh, does that mean it's half hour? Yes. Oh, okay. oh. no, nope, never mind. That helps. Nope. Yeah, it's a fi- it's fifty minutes, but there are only eight episodes. Wait, did you say Wait. fifty minutes? Fifty minutes, but there are only eight episodes. So that's it's not, not a half, half hour. hour. They go by really quickly. <laughs> I mean, so does sex, but it's almost, <laughs> it's almost twice as long. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a half an hour. I mean, it's fifty minutes. <laughs> it's a dramedy. <laughs> it's so not very even a different, Dustin. You, I, I feel, I feel lied to. Yeah, hashtag uh, Dustin lies. Hashtag Dustin lies. Maybe that's the new hashtag yeah, for the podcast. Um, Did you I know mention that Jillian Anderson was in it? Well, that's true, but the rest and of it British. sounded like lies. Um, <laughs> you know what I feel like, Dustin? I feel like one of the passengers on Avenue Five. Um, the new show from HBO. And uh, Armando Iannucci, creator terrible. of Veep. And uh, did you just say terrible? The segue. <laughs> that, was, that was an that excellent was segue. segue. How dare you? It was better than the last segue, which was yeah. no segue. My last segue was, Dustin wants to talk about this show, so let's talk about it. I'm trying, all right? Man, we got we got a lot of weird shows well, to see, talk we about. I mean, don't make me start talking about the new show. Hilari is British. You put it, there you go. Uh, Avenue 5, uh, which just premiered last night on Sunday uh, the 19th. Um, and I think this is one of the shows that all three of us watched. Yes. So yeah. we can actually discuss it a little bit. Um, I don't know how you guys felt. Uh, I 
think my expectations were too high. Same. Uh, I really like the cast. Um, you have Hugh Laurie. Uh, you have uh, uh, Zach Woods. Um, you have uh, Kyle Bornheimer, Jessica St. Clair, uh, Susie Nakamura, Josh Gadge. So there's a ton of people that are very funny. Lenora uh, Critchlow. Lenora Critchlow, who's so good. Um, but I was... It, it felt a little flat to me. Um, and uh, I think I, I'll... But I, I will admit that I watched it a second time to see if I was wrong uh, or if, like, I missed something. And I think... Um, you as usual. Well, okay. But I think... So, spoilers, obviously. But uh, I think... The the biggest reveal of the episode is that Hugh Laurie's character is not he's not a real captain he's just there he's basically an actor pretending to be a captain like that's his job is to just play captain pretending um, to be American and pretending to be American which is great yeah um, but uh, we should at least explain the premise because before I watched the show I had no no clue okay what. so the premise is very quickly uh, Avenue Five is the name of this luxury space liner um, they it's are basically like a cruise ship. Yeah, space. it's a cruise ship in space. Um, they're on this cruise. They're going around Jupiter, Saturn, Saturn. Yeah, so, one anyway, of those. they're 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 flying in the solar system. They're supposed to get back in you know a few weeks. It's supposed to be an um, eight week, eight week yeah, trip. trip. Yeah, it's an it's an eight week trip. Uh, and they uh, what ends up happening is they through the gravity shifts for some reason. Um, they haven't explained why yet, but uh, it, happens. It, it leads to uh, everyone basically slams into the wall. <laughs> and <laughs> that act throws them off course in a way that it's, gonna, it's now going to take them three years to get back. And now they're all stuck on this cruise ship uh, for three years. And you have people, like you have the couple that's about to get divorced, and they were waiting until the end of the cruise to get divorced. And there's the people who are mad, and there's the people who... Uh, you know, Zach Woods is like the customer service rep and he hates oh, yeah, all of them, so but uh, now he has to deal with them for three more years. Um, it's basically and, like being on a carnival cruise for three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, so yeah, and, and then the, the big reveal in this episode is that Hugh Laurie, who's been presenting this whole time as like the confident captain, who's like, don't worry, everything will be fine. And he's like the hero of another cruise that had a fire. Um, and so he's been kind of put forth as like the, the guy that can make sure that things will run smoothly. Um, and it turns out he's an actor playing, he was hired to play the captain. Um, and the other, you know, even though he's been truthful the whole time about this, the other uh, cruise ship that had a fire, he was like, no, the firefighters put it out. I didn't do anything. Um, yeah, it was the sprinklers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but what I was uh, getting to was that the on the second viewing, I appreciated it a lot more because I could see, knowing the reveal, I could see all of the things that Hugh Laurie was doing on the way to like show us that, like, oh, no, he's clearly not. He actually doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And they kind of the first time through they kind of play it as like flat jokes right. um, because people didn't really respond to them um but now knowing what i know i went back i was like oh this is really good like they actually layered in a lot of stuff that um not that i missed but that i just kind of read as jokes that i didn't love yeah um so yeah i mean i'm still I, excited to I, see where it goes and yeah, armando Inucci's great so a really good setup episode. I mean, there's, I mean, it, you got to set up the series. I don't. It was all set up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But I have to say, like, as much as... So HBO gives you two episodes of The Outsider. Right. Which was necessary. Which was necessary, but also, like, given this week's, it was the most exciting stuff. Right. But this episode, I was kind of like, yeah, it's all set up. But I wanted, at the end of it, I was, I was, I kind of felt the same way as you. I should watch it again. Mm -hmm. Um, But more than that, I was like, okay, I've gotten through the setup. I I need that second episode because it's just a half an hour show. I wish they they doubled up and given two episodes on this. As Mm kind of silly as that sounds for a, a, a comedy once you finally get the hook, it's like you want it, you want that immediate payoff. Like, okay, right. well now we know the trick of the conceit. Give me another episode where it's all on the table. Right, right. Um, now that I like know what I'm supposed I to be laughing at. Jessica Sinclair and uh, Zach Woods for like seasons. Those characters <laughs> are already amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they were both they were both really fun. Um uh Zach Woods, it was it was strange to me that well not strange, but um, he was already at like a level of like he's about to snap. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so like his baseline as as we're introduced to him is that like he's like on the edge, and so I'm very curious to see how how far he takes it because, um, I assume that he's going to have some kind of mental break. And Jessica St. Clair's husband is great and casual, but I don't know where else I've seen him. Uh, he was in One Week, the uh, CBS sitcom. He's been uh, the guy who's obsessed with uh, with uh, Santiago in on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, oh, yeah, that uh, guy. I forget his name, but yeah, yeah. The guy she anyway, dates yeah. for a while. Wait, what? The guy she dates for a while who has yeah, like yeah, the boring she dated him for a while. Beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the boring guy who loves pilsners. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I drink a pilsner, I think, Oh God, am I him? And the the answer is yes. Oh probably. God! Can you imagine? That Does was such a good Timothy detail. Elephant loving too? Pilsners. <laughs> what? Does, Does he hate Timothy Elephant too? The Pilsner okay. guy. You know what's funny is that uh, Sotori, you missed this uh, this little this little bit that came up last week that yeah. Dustin and Roxanne decided that I hate Timothy Elephant. And, it wasn't uh, a bit. It was like I don't think for it was some a... reason. He hated last week's Good Place because of Timothy Oliphant. Well, f- first of all, I did not hate last week's Good Place. Uh, it was two these weeks are ago. What I would, uh, yeah, <laughs> and it was two weeks ago. Involved, it was two so. weeks ago now, and it. Uh, was uh, what what of... I'm what I would like to say is that, uh, look, Dustin, uh, you've you have a job to do, and I understand that, and you're trying to uh, you're trying to sell a, a particular vision of Pajaiba to the people, and uh, what I'd like to say is that you are you're living in a you're just pushing a false narrative that I don't I don't really appreciate because this is not there's no there's no factual basis for what you're saying you're just making things up and hoping that they stick uh, and uh, all, 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 all I'd like to say is that the the evidence will bear out that I have uh, I have been a longtime fan of Timothy Oliphant and yet um, you're so defensive about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, well, first off, Dan, I think that if you were truly a longtime fan, then that cameo would have delighted you. Right. Because um, it was delightful. Which it did. <laughs> but it did. aside from that, you don't have to lie. This was like, a planted, this was a no, plant. You've been hey, waiting no. to just drop this on me, Dustin. No. How dare you? Why are you blaming him for the things that I'm freely saying with my mouth? Um, I was, I am, I am an unbiased other party. 
um, fourth party at this point, probably. Uh, but I will say, Dan, that I don't think you f- should feel ashamed for your opinions. I think that we have this podcast so we can we can really dig into those kind of controversial, um, you know, pop culture hot takes. <laughs> and I think it's it's finally time that we we landed right. on this kind of gold. And I'm glad That's... that you're the one to bring it to the table. So <laughs> lean into it. Don't don't shy away. Like if you it's hate okay Timothy Oliphant, just hate him. All right, look, I have uh, I have some stories to tell. Look, I, I as, as some of you know, I live in Los Angeles, and so and you know I, you've seen there, Timothy Oliphant. There, there are times where you run into look. I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but there are times when you run into a celebrity in the real world, and they just don't live up to your expectation. And I'm not saying that that was Timothy Oliphant. And I'm not saying it wasn't Timothy Oliphant. I'm just saying. That uh, does it rhyme with Smith Simothy (laughs) Molifon? I'm being advised by producer Seth (laughs) to uh, not answer that question. Uh, Producer Seth, who you can reach at Love Spackle on Twitter (laughs) if you have feedback for the show at Love Spackle L E V U V S P A C K L E. Uh, It's not dirty. It's a it's reference not, to a song, that's right. so yes. don't get that out of your head. Just don't say, don't feel free to that. tweet him about Timothy Oliphant. Oh, please, and you know, tag, tag whoever you want, um, but not that's me because right. I'm nope. on the record as being a big fan. Uh, as the kids would say, uh, we 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 have no choice but to stand. Is that right? Is that did yeah I that correctly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so it's um you know you um, you ship him. I ship him as like himself, like not even as a as a couple with someone else. Right. Um, so, so take that, Dustin. Is what All I'm right. saying. Devote <laughs> uh, um, a lot Justin of time to you. We spent too much time on that. Quote unquote, Timothy Elephant. Whatever you're sitting in a like with your microphone on your stomach, so that's right. <laughs> I don't have to listen to you. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, now the gloves are coming off. <laughs> Uh, what now we're going to judge about people being in their pajamas? Well, no, because that would mean judging myself, uh, right? Which I'm okay with. So I'm, yes, okay, everyone. Mm. We we look. This is a professional show. We're it is we're not. we're being we're supposed to be very professional. I'm wearing um, my finest pigment. outdoor pajamas. <laughs> These are my public facing pajamas. Okay, wait. What makes a pajama public facing? I have to ask that question. Um, you know, it's not as stained. It's, it's clean. It's clean. It, it fits well. There are no holes. Those are the pajamas you answer the door in? Usually, like, you know, um, the black pants, if you're from a distance, it kind of looks like they might be real pants and not yoga okay. pants. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you yoga know. pants are not acceptable for going outside? They They are, but I'm saying... Okay. It's all about deceiving the eye. Like, if you're wearing, like, bright orange plaid, everyone knows you're wearing pajamas. <laughs> right. If it's pants. <laughs> right. But, you know, from a distance, you can't, if some some of the uh, athleisure, if you will, um, could look. Athleisure? Yeah. I don't know. Yoga pants. What else would you call yoga pants? I, I mean, I treat know. them as pajamas. I, don't I certainly don't do yoga. Um, yoga, yeah. They're... It's, I get it. So you're, yeah. we're, look, we're all professionals here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, you know that, let's talk about another show that with a bunch of professionals. <laughs> um, 
The Noblest Profession, some would say. Uh, a show about first responders. Nothing. We're gonna talk oh. we're finally gonna talk about nine one one Lone Star. Um the uh the two night premiere started last night after football. After the game. And after the game. After uh the game at which oh, Rob Lowe was wearing an NFL hat. And by the fourth <laughs> quarter nobody was watching that game. Right. And uh but Lone Star, uh, you know, drew a pretty good audience. And the, the second episode is tonight. Uh, I have not yet seen it because I'm on the West Coast, but I will. Um, this is my first experience with Lone Star, you guys. And no, with nine one one. With I'm sorry, I'm sorry, with nine one one. And I just want to say I really enjoyed watching Mitchard Grinder mm-hmm. as a firefighter. <laughs> um, Dan, I just. Was, I really feel like I should apologize because this was not the first. I mean, like the fact that you jumped into nine one one without Connie Britton's hair, right? Without uh, Peter Krause killing an apartment full of people, an apartment building full of people. Wait, what? Um, you know, you didn't. You, you didn't get uh, Angela Bassett um, with her arms and her being right about everything constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You didn't get uh, the dude with the self. Uh, diagnosed sex addiction. Um, you haven't seen Chim get stabbed. Like you've you've missed so much of what you know. There are six foot tapeworms and Stop. you know people no, proposing in airplanes. Stop. And then right. it's like you're underplaying it. He got a crow a rebar. Yeah, the rebar. Skull. Yeah, no, it wasn't even just the stabbing. See, these are the all rebar. the things that I was expecting, right. and what I and got was a uh, you know kind of a it was so weird because. Character drama like, about a from the Rob same Lowe. people, yeah. So same people. It is, and here. So here's what I need everyone to understand about nine one one Lone Star, which is, <laughs> I've I've worked in television for a while. I've studied it. I've I've worked in the business of it. I've written about it. Um, and I always kind of thought that your opinion about media was on a spectrum. You know, like you kind of loved it on one end, you had positive feelings or you had negative feelings. And somewhere in the middle, there was a z- there'd be like a zero, which would be, you know, you're ambivalent toward it. You feel nothing. <laughs> okay. And I felt that about a lot of stuff in life and in television. Um, but 911 Lone Star has broken that spectrum in fundamental ways where I, I don't feel ambivalent. I both love and hate it. Like there are things that I'm <laughs> okay. fascinated by, not not even love, just like sick fascination, but also yeah, things yeah, that I loathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is in no way a, a good successor to nine one one. Like nine one one is not a great show, but compared to nine one one Lone Star, <laughs> it's fucking Mad Men. <laughs> like no, like if any show has made me wish desperately that 911 was back on the air, it's 911 Lone Star. <laughs> this is what happened with Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, it's so bad that you're like, "Oh my god, Walking Dead feels like fucking Scorsese after yeah. you watch it." It's yeah, so once you have that des- context shift, design. you're just like, "Oh." Um so for yeah, so you're right. It it despite the manure fire, there was zero interesting emergencies. Right. Um, also, the characters yeah, the weren't interesting. Was like that baby was like, ugh. Ugh. So... In a tree. The first thing you need to understand is that Rob Lowe is pay- playing a guy who was at Ground Zero during 9-11. So he's like this New York fire, like NYFD for ages. Um, and he... <laughs> He finds out he has lung cancer because 
he was at ground zero. Um, And this is like a major real life thing. Like people who were in New York for 9-11, there are still health fallout, especially among first responders. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is played as like nothing. Like they... You could have actually done a whole show, if you wanted, about emergencies in New York. Lots of fucked up things happen in New York. Right. Um, And that's not even the reason why he decides, I should go to Austin. He gets the job offer to restart the the department that's been destroyed by the manure fire um, in Austin. And that's not why he goes. He goes because his son ODs Mm -hmm. after a bad breakup. So he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll do this for my son. So you've already like, there's all this, like, it seems like it's going to be this really emotional backstory. Stock it on, man. Just (laughs) wasted. There was no reason for it. It was dumb. Then he gets to Austin and he miraculously knows how to line dance. And he, the entire, his (laughs) entire character is not about his cancer struggle. It's about his skincare regimen and his hair. Right. And it, but he did, he did use his, uh, his cancer diagnosis to convince the oh, that's uh, right. the firefighter who he who he initially told he wasn't going to rehire him because he had PTSD. This is the one guy who survived. Uh, what's, the, what's his the character explosion. name? Well, we're, we're, no, I'm saving that just in case Dustin doesn't remember because I, I want to save it for the game. Oh, okay. Um, but because Jed Nelson's from Maine. Uh, okay, Dust, oh well, if you're going to ruin it, then, you know. And Judd Nelson's not his name, by the way, so that's that's wrong. Uh, but uh, but he doesn't... Uh, he doesn't... Uh, Writer's yeah. song is also from Maine. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that true? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, it sounds reasonable. Um, but, but he uses it to convince him to, to stay, kind of. Ooh. Kind of. Or he tries to, but then it doesn't work. And then well, he bonds uh, right, so over the like end, he's driving the fucking truck. How did he get? The, he well, well he came back off. because he saw the photos of the the memorial wall that he put up, and that kind of like convinced yeah. But him. Rob Lowe was like, "I'm not going to let him on," and then he fucking let him on because his wife that was told wife. him yeah. that he needed to save him. And yeah. if we know anything about first responders, it's that their job is to save people. I believe she actually said, I need you to do well, what see, you Peter do Krause best. Well, see, Peter Krause wouldn't have done it. Which is, say, and then he, she goes, save him. Right. Right. Peter Krause would put him on the bench a little longer, which is exactly what he did in 911 with... Uh, with Buck. Face? With Horny Buck. Buck, that's right. Yeah. Buck. See, Buck is a silly name until you meet Judd Ryder. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the other problem is, uh, yeah, so... Rob Lowe's character makes no sense. The, his, the choices he makes make no sense. Mm-hmm. He redesigns the uh, fire station, somehow has unlimited money from the city of Austin to turn it into um, basically a tech startup yeah. with nap, <laughs> nap benches and an espresso machine. Um, I, I, I was wondering about that. And also with the, the because it, like, like that and the set of the, the firehouse that he was at before that also looked like a tech startup in Manhattan. And we're only there for one scene. Yeah. And they built that entire thing. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Cause so to me, so I remember my first impression watching the original nine one one was that when they went, when they did the shots of Connie Britton at the, uh, 911 dispatch office mm. it looked like the set from bones where it was like the jeffersonian and mm. it was like fake you know 
museum, but like they have all the endless money, right? right. Um, everything was glass and chrome and fancy, and it, it felt like they just have that one design thing. <laughs> but it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous because it's like you're still doing this off of taxpayer money, right? <laughs> like, how do you have this airy, sunlit, all glass? Yeah. I mean, it's great. Office. It's great. I, if they can, I, I wish we could do that, but I don't think I don't think they're like that. You don't get real estate like that. Period. <laughs> right. Like Anderson Cooper lives, like bought his home in Manhattan is an old firehouse mm-hmm. with a pole and, and everything. Like even <laughs> fire departments don't have firehouses anymore. <laughs> they sell them to rich media people and presumably like move to a warehouse down the street or like a renovated parking garage. Right. Like, um, yeah, I don't know, man. So there's a lot of problems with 911. Um, what I do think is interesting, this is where the fascination part comes from. Um, okay. It's really trying to tackle kind of toxic mas- masculinity in, in very ham-fisted ways, but in ways that you can't help but appreciate. Mm-hmm. So you've got, like, the the Jed character who, you know, he, he's the lone survivor. Um, he kind of is supposed to represent this very kind of Texas um, point of view, which, which the show sets you up assuming everyone in Texas is a racist garbage bag. Mm-hmm. Because and... the first thing you hear is that they want to hire uh, Rob Lowe not just to restart the department, but to to restart a diverse firehouse. Uh, right. So you're already like, oh, that must so that must be an issue. Like they have some sort of you know they have an institutional problem with diverse hires, so they're bringing mm-hmm. in a dude from New York to do it for them. Right. Um, so that's already on the table. Uh, but then they, they make a real point of having uh, Judd's character. Um, his wife is African-American. He's forced to go into therapy. He spends half of the two episodes in tears. Mm-hmm. Um, so they try to kind of thwart what your expectations for his character are. Um, and they kind of do that across the board. You have Owen, who's supposed to be the most capable guy, but he spends most of the time talking about his skincare regimen or his, his hair, <laughs> pro- his quote, hair protocols. Right. Um and, you know, he, he actually bonds with, over skincare with the trans character, like giving him, giving him an instruction on how to wash your face with more than just soap and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, there's a lot of things they seed in where you're like, ah, oh, it's done so casually and, and, and boldly, but I'm glad you're doing that. Like, I can't hate you for doing that. Right. But on the other hand, it's... It's like there's a checklist and there. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because there, it's, uh, there's, yeah, they, they, they should be, they can be applauded for being inclusive and, right. um, and casting a, a diverse, putting together a diverse cast, um, both in terms of like what it means within the narrative of the show and in terms of like jobs for actors. Right. Um, but it, but it is set up in a way that's very much like we need one of you and one of you and one of you. Yeah. Um, and also no, no Asian. So I'm just saying, at least not Chim, in the first episode, maybe episode two. They got Chim on nine one one. 
Yeah, and right, he hasn't this is, died this yet. Is, this is 911 Lone Star. What are you saying? You can have one Asian on two shows? That's, that's what you're right. telling me? That's, that's, the, that's the number? That's what that's, we're looking at? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Apparently. I mean, that's what... But to be fair, your Chim survived rebar through his skull. So he's more oh, than just... Well, that's true. I mean, that's like two and a half Asians right there. Like, he should have died. He survived so many times when they could have just recast him. Right. Um, he's magic. He's great. Oh, I see the magical Asian. Oh yeah, superpowers. Oh. Oh. Bars through the skull and everything. <laughs> oh, God, you got to watch that episode. They made a cake of oh his God. head with the bar through it. <laughs> so, 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 so you, Tori, I mean, since you, you are, you are our nine one one expert. Um, you, what, what's your take on it compared to the original show? I mean, other than Look. obviously the other, the original show is insane i mean has like you know right has I mean, had a first, lot of crazier the, calls aside from any of the politics or anything else and you know mm-hmm. we can we can quibble about its approach to some of these issues um right. you know and, and and the things that i respect about it and the things i wish it went deeper on you know at the end of the day it utterly failed in delivering batshit emergencies <laughs> and that is the that is the remit of nine one one. That is all it has to do, and it uh-huh. barely delivered. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm obviously going to keep watching every week because Dustin makes me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm hopeful that in future weeks, maybe it'll it'll kind of now that it's gotten over this hump of having to establish why we should care about. You know, I'm I'm just saying, like, if you're going to do nine one one in Texas, you should have somebody getting gored by a, a steer in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and and that didn't happen. You don't okay. even see it's the manure that explodes. Austin, Texas, correct? It's in yeah, Texas. Yeah, it's in Austin, yeah. So it's not even Texas. It's like separate. They don't line dance in Texas. If they In Austin. Oh, my God. Rob Lowe knew how to line also, dance. Two <laughs> gay men. I was actually going to ask, how does talk. everyone know how to line dance? Because I've never no, done they it. Don't. No, they he's, don't. No, they don't. I am from and, the South. Line dancing is a thing that I never learned how to do, though everybody else seemed to get it after a while. But gay men do not line dance in Texas because they will get shot. Yeah, they they make it's really weird because the show, because it's positioned in Austin, has this really weird relationship where it's like it is getting away with a lot of stuff for it being Texas mm-hmm. that it shouldn't. But it still can kind of be like, oh, we're addressing these issues. And I'm like, right. man, you are painting a real weird picture. <laughs> like, I mean, they do have one case where there's like a racist woman who's upset, upset that her neighbor is making barbacoa. And so calls the fire department on them for like lighting the neighborhood on fire. Okay. Um, that's in the second episode. That was actually kind of funny. But no, it's. Yeah, the fact that it's in Austin, they both get away with a lot of stuff that wouldn't fly anywhere else in Texas. But also, like, just, again, the logic. Like, your son tries to commit suicide, like, ODs after a broken heart because his boyfriend uh, dumps him for a spin instructor. Mm -hmm. And your solution is to move him to Texas for a fresh start. Right. Suicidal, drug overdose, <laughs> take him to Texas to heal. But uh-huh. Austin, 
so you know. But it's and exactly, and so everything's like okay, but it's Austin, <laughs> so it'll be better. Right. Like one of the um, the the recruit from Miami actually goes like, oh yeah, no, I'm really interested in South by Southwest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was the best line of both episodes. But, um, no, 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 no. They they come to Rob and they're like uh, to Low and they're like, uh, you know, we're looking to. Uh, Increased diversity, and Rob Lowe is like, well, why are you coming to me? And they're like, because uh, we need somebody like you. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. they needed someone want... who had rebuilt the station from the ground right. up. Right. Because even he's he like, if you not... want diversity, why are you coming to a white guy? Right. Right. But still. <laughs> yeah. The sh- So the show, it, maybe it'll settle into it. It's real <laughs> wishy-washy on what it's doing. Oh, um, we, we also it, haven't it really talked about uh, Liv Tyler's introduction and how she's like after oh, the murderer of her sister. Oh, which yeah. Was like, which was like the one scene, like that's, that's the first scene you meet her and then it kind of never comes in again. Yeah, you, well, no, it does. So in, the first, in this, not in the, the second episode. episode. Okay, yeah, okay. the second episode it does. Um, so she is full on uh, Jennifer Love Hewitting. Um, mm-hmm. also I will say Liv Tyler's voice, uh, I don't think her acting ability has gotten better, but her voice is perfectly suited for being a first responder. Mm-hmm. Her like mm-hmm. very soothing tones. I'm like, yes, yeah, you that. should treat me when I'm in trauma. <laughs> um, so yeah, so her sister disappeared. So the first scene that she shows up in, she is banging on this dude's door who was like her sister's boyfriend. She thinks the boyfriend had something to do with the disappearance. And then the cops get called on her. It's the hot cop that later hooks up with, um, with, uh, Owen's son TK, which is the whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, so she, she has a history of harassing, uh, this dude on every holiday because she's trying to get to the bottom of her sister's disappearance. Right. You know what this show needs, Dan? What does Danny, it need? Danny from Rescue Me. Well, he might be available soon enough. <laughs> I mean, they've already got a cast member from True Blood. I feel like they're doing I mean, all Danny right. Danny was in <laughs> True Blood too. Oh my God. That might be too many. That might be. Um. Uh, but, you know, so she is the captain. She is the head EMT. Right. Oh, she's such a bad actress. And I love, <laughs> I love Liv Tyler. And she was so bad in this. And now I appreciate, like in Leftovers, she, she was really good because she didn't speak. Oh, Justin. But she's wow. so bad. She's so bad. Well, so you've got the opposite. So you've got her... I actually think her voice is perfect for it. Her reactions sometimes to what's going on in the situation are a little weird. Rob Lowe is just playing a caricature. He's Mitch Grinder. He's yeah. He's yes. literally. It's like every character he's played before, but also exactly who you think Rob Lowe at this point in his career should be playing. Right. Like it's. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and nobody got gored by a steer. So, yeah. So the show to Yet. me is a failure at this point. Okay. But obviously. But you're going to keep watching. So I, It is literally so my you, job. So, you, so you're going to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, in the meantime, um, we should get to our game because we've been going Let's for way too long. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So this but... dovetails into my untitled Tories game. Yes. All right. Thank you. Uh, untitled. The, the title. 
So the premise of this game, and this is something that struck me while I was watching it. So when we first hopped on the call, I actually asked Dan and Dustin um, for a show that, as we've discussed, is very much about um, Rob Lowe's character building up this diverse department. And they have a two night premiere. So you have two episodes to get to know all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it impossible to name them. Their character names, not only do I think they maybe are used once and in ways that you you don't catch them, I realized walking away, if I didn't look up on IMDb, there were only three characters, all of them white, and all of them played by actors who I, you know, Rob Lowe. Right, right. <laughs> um, the only char- they're the only ones whose names actually are used in the show. So what I wanted to do was test, and that's why I I named all of the main characters for Dan and Dustin, and we're just going to do a round robin and see how many characters from this show they can name. And I'm really interested to see which characters are left, because I have an idea which ones uh, they might be. That can be real bad. Man, I I, I basically, the really name of this, this, even though it's Untitled Tori's game, uh, the real name of this game is How Racist is 911 Lone Star. <laughs> oh, no. But also, how okay. drunk are Dustin and Dan? Yeah. No, it's not you guys, because the show, well, I don't yeah, think, maybe. did a good job. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Figment. Okay. So Red I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Dustin, because he cheats. Yep. Yes. Thank Give you. a character name from 911 Lone Star. Give a character name? Yep, just any character whose name you know. Owen. <sighs> Owen is Rob Lowe. Yes. Do I need a name? His last name is like Owen Stryker? <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. His name's Owen Strand. 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 All right, Stryker's Dan, give me a character <sighs> name from 911 Lone Star. Okay, I got I to gotta do it just because it's the easy one. Uh, Owen's son, who is uh, also a firefighter and gay, his name is TK. Yes, it is. TK Strand. Kurt. Okay. All right. Um, uh, uh, Judd Ryder. <laughs> yes. Hoyt from True Blood is playing <laughs> Judd Ryder. Uh, that's yeah. Ryder that with a from, Y. Are you serious? That guy's from True Blood too. Yes, he's Hoyt. Hoyt is from True Blood. I don't know. He looks, he's the one who had to keep. Uh, I, no, I can't say that. He's not Ryan Hurst, but he looks like what Ryan Hurst from Remember the Titans would grow up to look like. No, he's the boyfriend of um, the vampire, the teenage vampire. Because there was a whole storyline about how because she was turned into a vampire, Jessica, when she, she became a vampire when she was a virgin. So every time she has sex, her hymen regrows. What? That was a whole storyline. Oh. Yeah. I I watched the first season of True Blood and don't remember it, but there was a regrowing hymen. Oh, man. There's a lot that happened in True Blood. That's like the the 20th least insane thing that happened on True Blood. (laughs) Uh, Stephen Moyer and Anna Paquin are still together at the SAG Awards last night. It was very cute. I don't know why they were invited. Are either (laughs) of them in a show that matters? Well, she was an Irishman. Oh, and she was an in... Uh, Wasn't she an Irishman? Fight. Yeah, yeah, she was. Oh, yeah. And she was in what? Oh, band? that's the thing where she didn't have any lines and people were upset, right? Yeah. That was, was all, really of, all of the women. 
Okay. I haven't seen um, Irishman. Okay. It's Dan, really long. give me a character okay. name from 911. Uh, well, I'm Lone glad Star. that, that uh, Dustin went with Judd because I was 100% going to say Hoyt and be wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to pick, in proving that I'm not racist, Mateo, the fastidious <laughs> one who is bad at books but good in the field. Yes, Mateo is a character on 911 Lone Star. Yes. To be fair, he was the first recruit to the station that uh, was, his name was was stated multiple times. Don't qualify it. I'm I'm I, <laughs> No, I you've done a, it. You've done a hell of a job. Person of color. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dustin, give me another character name from 911 Lone Star. Michelle Ryder, Judd's wife. You are not right, <laughs> <What? laughs> but you are. <laughs> so you're <laughs> you're mashing up two characters. I am. Yes. Um, so I don't know which one to give you because you're real close. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to give you the first name or the last name? Okay, Michelle is not the wife of Judd. No, she is one of the only other female characters on the show. Oh, son of a bitch. Is Grace? The wife of Judd? Yes, Grace Ryder. All right, all right, Grace Ryder. Grace Ryder <laughs> is Judd's wife. She is the 911 dispatch. She is the Jennifer Love Hewitt. She is the, yes. Well, except for the other Jennifer Love Hewitt, who is? Uh, well, okay, so I don't remember her last name, but Michelle, which is Liv Tyler's captain of... Uh, oh, Michelle is... The EMT, yeah. yeah. Michelle EMTs. Blake. Right. Yeah. Correct, Dan. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, now it gets now it gets dicey. That leaves me with. Um, All right, Dustin. Oh wait, there's a Carlos. Yes, there is a Carlos. Uh, he is I the police officer who uh, goes on to spoiler alert have a tryst with TK. Oh, is he the guy that also line dances? Uh, yeah, he's also friends with Michelle, so he's the one who arrests her. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I got you. All right. My mother worked in a honky-tonk in the South, and oh my God. All right, Dan, there are two key performances in 911 Lone Star, the diverse 911 show. They're the other two characters who were in the the hiring montage. Yep. Uh, You have the Miami One is from Miami, one is from Chicago. Uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't remember either of their names. Um... The Chicago cop, who is a transgendered man, is named Todd. He doesn't look like a Todd. That's no, right. Dustin, can you steal this? <laughs> Double the points. Can you steal it? Who is the I transgender cannot. cop? Or not cop. Fire, firefighter. Oh, yeah. Also firefighter. Yeah. Uh... uh Glenn. Stryker. Okay, it's not Glenn. I mean, I mean it's not Todd either. <laughs> well, yeah, but I know it's not Glenn. <laughs> it is Paul Strickland. Paul Strickland. Oh, so I said Stryker. That was close. It's close there. Now, you said it under Owen, though. Um, <laughs> so, yes, Paul. I'm That's not true. entirely sure his name is mentioned at all in the first two episodes. <laughs> if it is, it was only stated probably once. He is a main character. <laughs> He is really important 
to this <laughs> ensemble cast. Uh, okay, so the final main member mm-hmm. of the ensemble cast, the recruit from Miami. I'm not going to get her name, and yeah, guessing will just be it's offensive. Just going to be offensive. Yeah. Uh, she is the uh, Muslim daredevil, and her name is Marjan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten did that. Did you tell us that? Yeah, I did. She I did. said I did. Yeah. I read all of their names earlier yeah. in the yeah. So um yeah, my my this was one of the things that really bothered me the whole time I was watching, which was that I really was interested in these characters. And I'm taking I literally take notes while I watch the show. <laughs> and like sometimes, yeah, I write Rob Lowe because it's easier to think Rob Lowe than Owen. Right. But for their characters, I I did not, I literally didn't know their name for two whole episodes. I had to look it up online. And I think think that that Ryan Murphy even checks the scripts on this one. uh, Or Tim Minear. He's the executive producer. Um, So yeah, that's something that kind of bothers me about this show because I'm really excited that they're giving this kind of exposure and I think that it could lead up to something, but like, Mm -hmm. I would really like to know their names. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, that's the uh, less than fun game I had for you guys this <laughs> that's week. That's the game, <laughs> and I think also the rant. And the rant. It is yes. all tied up in one. Both Who of says... us lost, but Tori won probably for <laughs> making us play her game. <laughs> you guys were pretty close. I didn't take score, but I mean, you were. I knew. I think we ended up tied anyway. You basically no, no, ended I up won. tied. Yeah. yeah. I definitely so, won. Um, I was real impressed with Dustin's. T- Two fur slash no fur. <laughs> that was impressive. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't remember the last name, but I was, uh, yeah, I'm glad that, and I wouldn't have pulled Grace, so I'm glad that he chose Grace so I could tie him with Michelle. I was um, impressed that you guys waited so long to name Liv Tyler, considering she's, like, ostensibly the other lead. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, that's the that's the show. That's the nine one one pod Lone Star podcast version of Pod Jiba. Um, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, because we can keep going. I mean, I can keep going. It's very early for me because you no. know, West Coast. Um, I feel like I owe everyone a thank you and an apology. <laughs> for what? <laughs> Just for a nine one one Lone Star, especially you, Dan. You haven't seen any nine one one. I feel really like go back and watch. The good one. Well, this actually does make me want to go back and watch uh, the original now. The rebar. Um, yeah. The 911 the is like... And I didn't see Connie Britton at all, so... Yeah, I she hooks up with the horny dude. It's great. It's like the uh, fifth highest rated show on television. Bizarrely. Uh, really? Yeah, the original, oh. yeah. Yeah. All right. Um... You don't well, know what you're missing, and you won't know from 911 Lone Star. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Well, they're just starting. Maybe they'll, maybe they grow into it. I don't know. They had a lot to set up. Um, anyway, that's the show. Thanks uh, for listening. Man, this was a long one. Um, I kind of want to split it up into two episodes, but I don't know if that's right. So you we'll can. see. Uh, well, we'll see what happens when I uh, edit, edit this, because... Cutting it into two means recording other intros and outros, and I, let's be honest, I, I don't have time for that. Um, thanks, Tori and Dustin, for being here, as always. Um, 
And don't um, forget to send your complaints to at Lovespackle on Twitter. That's right, Twitter. at Lovespackle on Twitter. Producer Seth is... Why is uh, this show so long, Lovespackle? Waiting. He's waiting for your feedback. Um, uh, you know, five stars on iTunes and write reviews if you want, or, you know, whatever. Just, you know, we're trying to... There's a thing. It's a, Just send uh, your complaints to Lovespackle. Yeah, he keeps thing. threatening to fire us, and if you right. give him passionate reasons why he shouldn't, you know, maybe then he'll he pay probably, attention. Probably won't. Right. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll be back next week with more television because it never ends. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> good, good night. night.